Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I have my friend who's all the way in Scotland, who is currently four and a half hours ahead of my time right now. Stacy, how are you? I'm good, Jerry. How are you? Good. Thank you again for coming on last minute and uh, and just, you know, and you've been on the list for quite a while. And I think you were just about to come up anyway. So this worked out perfect. So I'm glad you could come on. That, that's worked out yeah. amazing. Yeah. So we're going to have a really fun chat. But before we do that, I always like to ask um, people that come on, when did you become a Bon Jovi fan and how? Oh, it was when I was six or seven, I heard It's My Life for the first time. What and I was just, that? oh, talking about 1998 slash 1999. Okay, so right remember. when the press was coming out in 2000, you heard, okay. That's, that's what yeah, I yeah, yeah. in too. Yeah, and ever since then, I've just been hooked. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I'm surprised my neighbors aren't sick of me playing it. But hey. <laughs> so it, it's my, so it's my life pulled you in and, and then you just kind of like started to go into their uh, discography and all that yep yeah yep I have, I have a special guest here that wants to he keeps begging to come Aww. on yeah he's in, hey sweetheart he's investigating come on he's, he's a good boy he just wants to come. yeah he's a good boy um, but yes, that, that's how I became a fan too. It's, it's my life, and then gotten crush and discography, and and so on. What's your favorite song? My favorite. There's actually quite a few favorite songs. If you that's were stuck, all right. So I'll give you this dilemma: if you got stuck on an island for the rest of your life and you could only have one song, what would it be? One song. That's it. You can never listen to anything else other than the south, the the waves of the ocean. Definitely living on a prayer. Living on a prayer. Definitely. Okay. Okay. That's, that's my one. life. That's yeah. Too. Oh, you can't have to. <laughs> that's too. So, well, let's get into our discussion. We are going to talk about our first Bon Jovi concert. And since you're the guest on the podcast, you get to tell your story first. It was 2011. Okay, so it the open air tour. Greatest hits tour. What's that? Before the, it was the greatest hits tour before the Because We Can tour. That was yeah, my that first was, ever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 2011 was the open air tour. 2013 was the Because We Can tour. Yeah. Yeah. And I got excited throughout that day. And honestly, my my really good friend Roseanne, who I've known for nearly twenty two years, um, we decided to go, and it was just it was crazy fun. It was just brilliant. I want to I want to look up uh the, your set list here. So let's uh so what was the date of the concert? It was the twenty second of June two thousand eleven. June twenty second two thousand eleven. Okay. I put somebody feel medium. Okay, let's see here. All right. Edinburgh. Yep. <laughs> oh, you got something to believe in. Yep. Oh my gosh. Your very first <laughs> show. And you get something to believe in as an encore. That was brilliant. Jesus, I'm talking to Buck right here. 
I so I'm <laughs> the chest right now. And I'll always say the the 2010-2011 Circle Tour Open Air Tour had the best set list. Absolutely. And like this set list right now, for anyone that's listening, just search this set list. Bon Jovi, Edinburgh, 2011 over at Murrayfield Stadium. Absolutely phenomenal set list, especially as you get into it. Just some highlights for me would be, oh, let's see here. Uh, you got Bad Madison with Hot Legs and Shout. Then you got memory right after. That's kind of cool. So that, that must have been the B stage yeah. song. Memory, Wild is the Wind. And I'll be so you got Wild is the Wind as a circle stage song. That mm -hmm. is awesome. That, that is, was cool. Yeah. Like seriously. Oh, you I were, actually, that was the first concert that I'd ever been to for Bon Jovi because I've always been to Little and stuff like previous. Yeah. But like honestly, it was just like what the hell did I just watch? You know? Because, yeah. like, Richie well, was on fire, John was on fire, even though he had his knee in a brace and stuff like that. Yeah. It was just like, whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that knee brace didn't stop John at all. And, and Oh, no. Oh, no, it didn't. <laughs> and you got, you got no apologies as well, which that they that really did. Go, what's that? That was brilliant. Yeah. yeah, that was actually a surprise because they just released it and I thought they wouldn't play it, but they did. Yeah. And I was like, well, what? Yeah, they, they rarely, they played just a handful of times here and there through 2010, 2011. And you were one of the lucky ones. Um, I've always wanted <laughs> to see, I, I got lucky with uh, This Is Love, This Is, so in 2011, I was so bummed I never got to see No Apologies. But I can brag and say that I saw This Is Love, This Is Life. The only, time, <laughs> the only time they've ever played it live. It was in you Pittsburgh. You are so lucky. Yeah, Pittsburgh 2011, I got to see that. And oh my gosh, I, I had a huge smile on my face. And I, I, we were so shocked too, because it was in the middle of the set. And then all of a sudden, you know, you hear that boom, the talk box coming in, you know, and then, you know, John starts to sing the lyrics. Oh, it was awesome. Um, oh. And then so Encore, you got something to believe in. I mean, we got to talk about that for a second. What was, what was that like to see? That was cool. We did not expect it at all. But as soon as, the, as soon as the cards start playing and John started singing it, it clicked instantly. And I was like, I actually love that song. Because, yeah. like, it just, you know, it made it really good. And then he saved for the best for last. He saved Living on a Prayer for the, the last. And yeah. you should have heard the stadium. It was just erupting with Living on a Prayer. Oh, and it no. was just... It, it, it's incredible. You want to know a fun fact about something to believe in? Which this kind of, kind of ties into your... Uh, you know, being able to see it. So I was watching an interview with Hugh. It was like a band gear, you know, type interview where, you know, um, gear techs go backstage and interview the band members of what gear they use on tour. And uh, oh yeah, and so Hugh said that he, every single tour, he carries a special bass um, just in case John decides to do something or something to believe in. And not every tour John will do it, but Hugh says he still brings it on every single tour just in case. And in your instance, you got it. You know, so that's kind of cool. I, I think it's a five-string bass, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Hmm, that, so, yeah. That is pretty cool. 
So, and then yeah, the first Bon Jovi concert, I was just, I was hooked like instantly. I was like, yeah. I need to go to another one. I like need to go now. My bad medicine's running low. I need to get my Jovi fix. <laughs> <laughs> so, you became a fan of 2000. So, it was 11 years since you got to see them. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, they anticipate. That is, Did they come? I've still, got the I've still got the tickets. I have actually got tickets, the tickets framed, and I've kept them. That's I do that with all my concerts. Yeah, it's a, it's a shame you can't even you don't get physical tickets. Or at least here in America, you don't. I know, or in overseas, they do like some really cool tickets. Um, but here in America, it's all it's all on this bad boy right here. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's either that you have to print them off now, and it's like, yeah, can we not get tickets like we used to? Did you oh, have a, Did you have an opening band at your show? Mm, I think, yeah, but we didn't arrive till like Bon Jovi were on, so okay, it was like we missed that, but the. No, 2013, because we can, they had one called Of Kings and Captains. Never heard As of a them. supporting act, and they were really good. They were really good, actually. They're an oh. English-based rock band. They're really good. Okay. Um, but in 2013, with Richie leaving and stuff, like everybody was just pissed about that. They were like, oh, it's not going to be the same. I was like, Phil X is brilliant. Come on. Yeah. Uh, and it was like, but no, that night completely rocked. It was just mental. Yeah. So um, what was the what was the highlight of your first show then? Besides being able to see them for the like well, let me let me back up for a second. What was your reaction? And I can already kind of guess it, but what was your reaction like when you <laughs> saw them come on stage for the first time and seeing your favorite band that you've listened to for eleven years come on stage for the first time? I was like, I'm not here. This is a dream. This is just no. <laughs> and I was like, Rosanna, I was like, pinch me. She's like, no, you are here. We are here. We are yeah. sitting. We are watching Bon Jovi. I'm like, I need to run off with them. She's like, no, I've told your mum that I need to take you home. <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to run off. I want to run off with them. <laughs> Where were your seats at? Uh, we were like, so the band were at the north top like because Murrayfield's like a oval shape so you had the band and then you had seats going round and we were on their left side so uh, but we had decent seats to hear them and see them so nice well, I wasn't complaining <laughs> so, what it was, was good to have the seats as well yeah yeah that's true because it sucks having to stand all day and uh, what was the highlight of the show for you hmm? what was was the highlight of the show for you Highlight was just watching Bon Jovi fully. Yeah, <laughs> just enjoying well, myself. And was there a just, favorite song though that you really loved to that you got to see? Definitely, it's got to be "It's My Life." Really? And, okay. Yeah. See, if I were you, I would have said something to believe in, or no apologies. But... I also picked that as well. I also picked that as well. Yeah. <laughs> Was there anything else that you wanted to say about your show before we get to mine? No, we've, com we've completed it. What's, what was your favorite show? 
Uh, What's well, your first coin? My first show, I'm going to pull up the set list and everything here. So I became a fan in 2000, like you. Um, it's My Life got me into them, and so I got Crush, and then started to get their other discography. And it was, I was eight years old in 2000, and so like it was like Bon Jovi mania for me. I went to school, talked about Bon Jovi. <laughs> Oh, listen to Bon Jovi. Talked about Bon Jovi. I, it was just, I was just crazy about Bon Jovi in a good way, and um, yeah. And so they were on tour for the Crush tour, and it became the One Wild Night tour. So the very first show that I got to see was the One Wild Night tour in Hershey Park, two thousand one. That would have been brilliant. Oh, it, it was. And, you know, looking back now at the set list, because I've been to a lot of shows since, but looking at the set list, there are some gems. And we'll, we'll go over that in a second, but I want to kind of give a backstory to this. So I beg, so I always had to beg my parents, my dad to get me, you know, the, an album or this or, you know, merchandise, this or that. And so I begged and I pleaded I to, to go see them live on the One Wild Night tour. Mm -hmm. and thankfully i got uh hershey park stadium tickets to go see them and so i remember like when i found out i got the tickets and it, it was like i was like waiting months and months and the, the show day was july 22nd 2001 and uh i remember months and months i was waiting for and i'd never been, I'd never been to a concert before so this is you know all new and i remember we we're getting closer to the show and it was we were supposed to get like a like a light storm and I was so worried because it was in a stadium. And I was like, oh, my gosh, they're going to cancel the show. And I've been waiting months for this. And I want to go see my favorite band and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so it, it, it's about a two-hour drive from where we live to Hershey Park. And I remember getting to the, the car with my dad. Like, I woke up at, like, 6 in the morning and said, Dad, we got to go. We got to go. Bon Jovi's, we got to get to the venue. And, like, I was like, what, what if the car breaks down? What if we run out of gas? What if we... You get pulled over. It, 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 back then, you're a kid, so like you think like it's the end of the world. You know, not realize you know you get pulled over. It only takes you ten minutes. You know, but I was mm -hmm. just so, something was going to happen, and then I found out I was going to storm. So anyway, long story short, we get to the venue, and I, I keep asking my dad over and over, "Is it going to storm? Is it going to storm? Are, are they going to cancel the show?" You know, and looking back now, it's not very likely that bands ever cancel shows because just because it rains or has a little bit of a storm. Um, now obviously when severe storms come, that's a different story, but it was just like a light rain that day. And I was like flipping out, like, uh, like John wasn't going to come, the band wasn't going to come out anyway. So I remember, um, I, I wish I got my ticket out for this, but I remember I was on the floor and I would say we we're probably 10 rows back from Richie's side. How much do you think that ticket was? That would have been a lot cheaper than it is now. Yeah, so that, that ticket, be, so to remind you, that floor ticket. $40 or something? Yep, it was $42, 10 rows back on Richie's oh, side. And I, and I remember first going into the venue, and I remember seeing the, you know, the merch stands, all the Bon Jovi merch, and of course, you know, I, I was begging my dad, that, hey, I want to get this, I want to get that, and my dad told me, you can't get everything here. You can pick one or two things. So he got me a, a tour book, a T-shirt, and uh, uh, two posters. Actually, they're rare posters now, too, because they're hard to find. Yeah, they're, they're probably the most rare posters you can find of the band right now. 
Uh, but they're, they're awesome. And so I had them protected and put away. Um, but anyway, so anyway, so like, and just seeing everybody else wearing Bon Jovi shirts, you know, I'm, so I'm a nine year old kid just over the moon and talking, oh, Hey, I like your shirt. And you're just talking about the band with other people. And I, it's, I loved it anyway. So I remember <laughs> like, just like, I kept asking my dad, what time is it? What time is it? Cause the band, I forget who the opening band was. I don't think they were big, but I kept asking my dad, when, when are they going to play? When are they, when are they coming on the stage? What time is it? And so eventually the lights went out and I still think this is one of the coolest band show intros. They showed them backstage coming to uh, what they had was an elevator underneath the stage. And so you got to see the band backstage on a screen coming. Wow. So they get into the elevator and then you could you, you see like John hitting the time, you know, going it's time and the elevator just comes up and then the screen goes blank. And then the elevator doors open on the stage, and then there they were. I, 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 I'm not kidding you. I had like a little bit of tears in my eyes, and I was so. And I remember my dad put you. you you're not allowed to do this, but my dad put me on his shoulders to see the band for the first time, and I could not believe because I've been listening to this band for at least you know 14 months um, before I saw them live, and so like just idolizing them and learning everything I could about this band, seeing them on TV watching music videos, watching live concerts, listening to their music, seeing them in, you know, albums, covers and stuff like that. It's like my favorite band is in front of me right now. Like I, I can't describe it right now, but it was such a surreal moment seeing my favorite band for the first time yep. right in front of me in the same place playing songs that I love so much and just seeing them come out on stage and stuff. And, you know, and John was very energetic. And, uh, but I'll get into the set list a little bit here. So they open up with one, <laughs> which I love that song. I wish we could see that song again. Um, we got Wild is the Wind, too. You know, but like, oh, yeah. see, my memory as, as a kid, nine years old, was I was more into like the fun songs, you know, like uh, It's My Life and Prayer and, you know, the deeper songs I was starting to know a little bit but not yeah. really, you know? So like back like, like I'm looking at the set list now and being a fan of almost 24 years now, I'm looking back at the set list and thinking, oh my God, we got wild as the wind and I didn't appreciate it, you know, because I was nine years old and didn't really know that song too well. And to even, yeah. even to smack myself harder, after that, Richie Sambor did Stranger in This Town. And I didn't know yeah. And I did not know Richie's solo music yet at that time. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, I didn't know that he did solo until yeah. Every Road Home to You came out. 2012, yeah. I discovered Richie's stuff later on. But you know, the first 14 months of me being a fan, I really the only solo album I really knew was Blaze of Glory from John. And so like... Mm. Looking back, like I could just smack myself thinking I got to see that live and did not appreciate it at the time, you know. Okay. Uh, we also got I Got the Girl. Now, I knew that one because it was one of those fun songs on Crush. You know, keep in mind in summer of 2000, Crush was my album. That's all I listened to before I got the other albums. So I had Crush mm. repeat and my dad was like, enough. I'm going to get you the other albums so you can listen to something different. And, uh, but so like I got the girl, I remember getting so excited about, it. I got the girl and, you know, my dad kept trying to lift me up a little bit. We had chairs in the stadium. 
So my dad would like yeah. stand back a little bit and put me in front of him on the chair so I could kind of see higher. And uh, that was great Aww. because the people around us were really nice. They're like, oh, my like nine-year-old boy seeing it show for the first time. Um, And then we got Wild in the Streets. And I remember that song. And I was excited to see that one because it was a fun rock song and stuff. And I, I remember watching David on this screen doing like his little keyboard solo. Um, That um. was pretty cool. Um. Uh, and then we got next 100 years after that. That's the only time I've ever seen that song live. And like I said, I was nine years old, fan of 14 months. I did not appreciate that song like I do now. Like I like next 100 years is probably one of the best songs on Crush. And I would I kill. I probably wouldn't kill, but I would love to see that song live. And I did yeah. at my first show and I didn't appreciate it, you know, it drives me nuts. But um, so I really don't remember much of that song. Um, mm -hmm. Now, here's another weird thing about my show. So you know how they usually do live on a prayer either at the beginning of the show or maybe right before the encore or it's in the encore. That's yeah. how they usually do it. Living on a prayer for me was the fifth song of the set list. Now, of course, you know, in previous tours, they would put it in the middle of the set list, but and at my show, it was the fifth song. So this is what my set list kind of was. One One Night, Raise Your Hands, Bad Name, Born to Be My Baby, and then Prayer. Oh, wow. And then Wild is the Wind, Stranger in This Town. Faith was right, right in the middle of that, too, which is kind of a weird spot, especially because they do that band, Jam Session, and, and Tico. You know, that's a kind of a good rest point. But they kept going yeah. with Life, I got the girl just older, wild in the streets, next 100 years, lay your hands on me, sleep when I'm dead, medicine. And then the encore songs for Captain Crash and Wanted. So it was a very short show, you know, compared to what wow. we're used to. You know, I, st I still think it was about two and a half hours. Um, That's actually pretty good for a concert. Yeah, it was, I mean, my, the biggest highlight for me was just being able to see my favorite band on stage. And like, like you said a little bit ago, like I just wanted to be pinched because I didn't believe that um, I was seeing you were my favorite band was right in front of me, you know, it was <laughs> unreal, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, so I'm glad we were able to kind of, you know, share our first concert experiences and uh, that, was, that was a good chat. Yeah, and, mm -hmm. and like the Dunhill links that Tico does. Yep. So let's talk. Of, uh, this is your spotlight here. So I will let you talk about yeah. that. Um, I, I'm going to be honest. I thought it was up by, you know, how Donald Trump's got his golf course up in What's Scotland. That? You know how Donald Trump's got his uh, golf course up in Scotland? Stacey, don't, I thought it was don't mention Donald Trump on this podcast. Sorry. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> I, just, thought, um, I thought I'm it was up like up Glenigal's way, like kind of yeah. area for the Dunn Links. But my neighbor's like, no, it's only up in St. Andrews. I'm like, okay. She's like, that um, drummer for Bon Jovi. So I was like, Tico. And my mum was like, you shouldn't have told her that. You shouldn't have told her that. I went up, stood in the pissing rain for six hours. Oh and God. I finally met Tico. And honestly, I couldn't stop crying. I really couldn't stop crying. And I go up every year and he's there every year. You've met him twice and now, right? I've met him three times. 
off uh, over this uh, the downhill links. Yeah, because I went two years before COVID. I went there once, once, and then COVID hit, and then we were coming back from COVID, and then you know, and then met him last year with my pal Carol. It was funny because we trekked all the way down to King's Barns and we went back up to the old golf course. We went to the Jigget Inn and he was sitting there having a coffee. <laughs> and he invited me and Carol to have a hot drink with him, so we did. Really? Oh, my gosh. That, that, so what, what did you he guys is such a lovely guy. Yeah, he so is what, such a lovely guy. Honestly, guys... I, just, I just sat there. I was like, are we really having a hot drink with Tico? He's like, yes, you are. I was like, <laughs> oh my God. And Carol's like, don't pass out. I'm like, I'm trying not to. <laughs> yeah. So what did what did you guys talk about? We talked about like different tribute bands and stuff and like different like Scottish artists that could potentially support Bon Jovi for their upcoming tour, hopefully if they come to Scotland. So like I sat and played a couple of songs that the tribute bands the two that I quote it is Bon Jovi Forever UK and Josh Jovi. Josh Jovi's a Scottish tribute band and okay. they're so freaking nice. And so is Bon Jovi Forever UK. There's a few that I wouldn't go back to because of the attitude that they've got, but who just, would those be? Yeah. Hmm? Who who we're gonna put those bands on blast? Who would they be? The local band, well, the local singer that I played for Tico was Callum Beatty. Okay. He's a musician. He is lovely. He's just, you know, he's down to earth. He's humble. He, you know, because his background in that he prefers to stay humble other than, yeah. like, you know how you get some celebrities that are just like, oh, I'm a lot better than you, blah, blah, blah. Callum's more down to earth with everybody. He sits right. and has a chat. He has a laugh with you yeah. and stuff. He does a lot at it, like John does. So, which I am taking part in next Saturday night. So, wow. we're sleeping out. Yeah, and that's awesome. Next. So yeah. it's just like, oh. So I played yeah. his music to Tico, and Tico said he was really, really fucking good. So, yeah, it was that's awesome. awesome. That is awesome. I'm like, please, because if you get them, it would be a fantastic night. My pal's like, yeah, you just get carried after the morgue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's, like, no. that's, that's cool, though. I mean, I think he likes to do that almost every year, too. The Dunhill League. Yeah. I mean, like, I played a few of the tribute bands who I'm not going to mention because if they find out, then I'm going to get done. Uh, it's like, I played a few of their versions of songs, and he was like, they can't sing good. So it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. But I played Josh Jovi and I played BGF UK and it was like, they're phenomenal. So awesome. I was like, I was like yeah. Uh, well, thank you again for. Uh, was there anything else that you wanted to say, real quick? I hope you come over to Scotland next year, this year, Jerry. I hope you do. I hope so. I, I do. You need to. I am. I I would love to see another country soon. I really would. But uh, yeah. Oh. And if if I come there, you're gonna be the first person I see. Good, good. <laughs> okay, Stacy, thank you for coming. Stay on. I'm gonna end the recording. But before I do, I just wanted to say thank you again for 
you know, last minute being willing to come on and have this fun chat with me. And uh, I'm definitely going to have you on again in the future. And uh, thank you again. Okay. Perfect. I'm so excited about the new tour, though. Me too. And excited for that. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Stacey. Let me end the recording here. Stay on, okay?